All right, show in three, two, and one. And that killer bass line from the founding member of the band, yes, Chris Squire, along with the drums of, well, then drummer, Alan White, who picked up Bill Bruford later on. It all means, well, that means nothing to most of us, but it means that it's the beginning of the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show, a new concept, a podcast daily, Monday through Friday. It will be uploaded and ready for your listening pleasure, for you and urine out there, <laughs> every Monday through Friday at 5 a.m., as it was yesterday and the day before, and it will be again tomorrow, because that's what we're going to do, entertaining information, informative entertainment, Chat-a-centric podcast. Yes, we'll be talking about global issues, national issues. We have to. We're talking about the headlines. We'll also be bringing local perspectives on most of that stuff. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for doing it. I appreciate it. Hey, everybody. Hey, team. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Hello, hello, team. (laughs) Hello. How you being? Um, I think uh, this this is now our third official show since we have launched this project and this concept and this whole uh, idea and it is being warmly received and all of us are worn out I can tell you that right now there's a lot of sighing going oh, on around wow. here no yeah. it's just uh, traffic on the way here was not fun not because no, of congestion. it's not yeah. I'm exhausted not when, I, when I was a kid there was just a McDonald's idiots. there was a McDonald's commercial where it shows the kids first day at school and how terrible it was but yeah. at the end it was pretty good yeah and then they're like wait a second we got to do this again uh, you got to do it again <laughs> tomorrow yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes you remember the first day of school everybody goes you remember your first day of school does anybody remember their second day of school <laughs> yeah exactly no you black you blocked it out because your brain does that i will say i like the new uh wheelchair emoji things they're putting on license plates now really yeah i noticed those does that let you know that they drive like me yeah all right very slowly and 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 probably (laughs) frustrating to you a brave and beautiful inevitable concept this daily podcast going up directly against traditional morning radio shows and morning tv shows too not trying to cast aspersions toward anybody but they suck and we don't um we're we're broadcasting live from the lodge cast iron studio this morning as we always do and as i it, have tended to do so far and probably will before we really jump into the meat and potatoes you know i told that 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 joke about the world's strongest dumb man the other day the yeah. tada jo- the joke and y'all laugh but i i had a couple of people who listened to the podcast and they made comment about the dad joke the dad joke it is is it just am I doomed? Yes. Any joke that I tell, no matter what it is, is going to be a dad joke At now. At this like, point, yes. So I mean, if like I if me, I if I get fit, if Jeff, I if I go back and get fit and get ripped, I'm still going to have a dad body. Like I me, you are on the downslope. So there's no way I can get. I, I, we have peaked out. It's got to be a dad. I mean, I'm going to start off with just a very very simple, quick thing. Granddad joke. I, I'm not even going to oh, beat around good. the bush with it. This is a granddad joke. You know, my grandson, Imani, I don't think any of y'all have ever met Imani, have you? No. Seen pictures. Um, he is, he's in college. He's very young to be in college. He's extremely smart. He told me this one when he was, I swear, I think he might have been four. He was certainly no older than five. And it kind of gives you a little glimpse into the, the grasp of things that he had. He came home and goes, Papa Thiles. That's the way he talked. <laughs> he had, he had, he had, he had a very, very That's significant. Cute. Papa Thiles. Knock, knock. So I'm going to say, knock, knock. Who's there? Who's there? Josephine, the cow that always interrupts. I uh, know this joke. Well, Josephine, way to ruin it. Cow. 
Josephine the cow that moo. Right. Wait. Don't okay. ever say I know this joke. I do. I know don't that. Don't ever joke. say I don't ever do Everybody that. Everybody knows that joke. Yeah, yeah. Do you do that <laughs> at the carpetbaggers comedy thing? They're like, I know this one. No, I yeah. heckle them. Heard this one before. <laughs> well, yeah, I bet they love you. They right? do. Yeah. They yeah, do. Sure. Sure. Yeah, at least they pretend to. <laughs> All right, Russell. The question I ask every day about this time: What's happening? Well, Jeff, what's happening is. Chattanooga police uh, arrested a man who they say tried to set a home on fire while his parents were still inside of it. It happened on Stewart Street earlier in the week. Their suspect, named Jamal Porch, was also injured in that same fire that he's accused of setting. The investigators say he set the fire in the rear of the house and singed his hands and apparently his toes in that process. Uh, he escaped before the authorities got there, but they later found him in a hospital being treated for his burns. His parents were not hurt and the home was not badly damaged. The Saudi Daisy Fire Department says that one person was hit by a train uh, Monday night. Happened in the Walden area near Sequoia Access Road. Details still limited, but they did say the person was on foot. They were a pedestrian, and they were killed. And finally, uh, Jesse Marler. He was arrested after a chase that took deputies from Walker County into Tennessee. Deputies were chasing him on Rossville Boulevard toward the border with Chattanooga, and he apparently crashed into a deputy's vehicle before he crossed the state line. The Chattanooga police then took over. Marler was arrested. He was pulled out of the wreckage. He faces charges of aggravated assault on the police, possession of drugs, evading arrest, other counts. The police say he had a bag of mushrooms, a bong, and a syringe in his car. And that's what's happening. Dave Hooker with off the hook sports and we're going to talk about uh, a little bit of a sensitive subject nick saban hey i know you don't like him unless you wear crimson on the weekend i know you don't like him when he plays your own team and i understand that but why not appreciate the history that saban is laying out for us considering the competition Considering how many programs are investing in big-time football, Nick Saban is simply outstanding. Seven national championships. I understand. It's easy to hate Alabama. They win all the time, but they didn't used to. Most of you probably can't even remember who the coach was before Nick Saban. He was Mike Shula, and my forever memory of him is walking into SEC media days and saying, excuse me, can you point me to the restroom? So instead of a one-on-one, he had to take care of business. But Nick Saban is a coach you should follow, you should watch, you should enjoy. He's changed on multiple occasions in order to adapt to his system. Greatest coach of all time? Yeah, definitely in college. But greatest coach in any sport, including the NFL, it's quite possible. Enjoy the history. I'm Dave Hooker. Off the hooks. Wow. All right. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Off the hook sports. <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and clear my throat yeah. and get this done. Jeez. Let me just, let me get do this one. Awesome. <laughs> I'll open my can while you're doing that. The, oh, the Flim <laughs> Twins are back. Um... Dave, Dave is such a pro. I can't believe he let that one go. I mean, seriously, he had the perfect setup. I mean, it was just, it was just a post pattern. All he had to do was just catch it and cross the the goal line. Was it number one or number two? You're talking about the one on one. It wasn't a one on one. He's in the bathroom. You should have gone to the one or number one or number two, Joe. And and anything that starts with the words sensitive and Nick Saban in the same sentence. 
immediately gets my attention. Where is this going? Has, has, he, has he taken some sort of seminar? Is he more in touch with his feelings? I, I doubt it, seriously. The upfront wrap-up here at the beginning of the show, we like to wrap things up at the beginning of the show because we're different. We do things differently than the rest. So we'll hit some headlines for you. And the upfront wrap-up is brought to you by the Sports Barn with its three locations in our town. They've been getting and keeping people healthier and happier. I'm going to do it again. You're so <clears throat> raspy today. I'm sorry. It's the weather. Healthier and happier since 1979. All right. So weight training, personal training, spinning, winning, in a comfortable, non-threatening atmosphere, the sports barn, and they sponsor this segment of the show. We, by the way, have, I believe, if we do them all and don't mess up and miss one, we have 19 segments um, and 15 of those literally occur virtually every day, and nine of those are currently sold. Some are still available. Yeah, that's really? correct. And yeah. if you would like to be a sponsor, email me, Chattanooga Drive and Show at gmail.com or text 6353557. No, my voice wasn't doing that until Don't right call. now. Yeah, exactly. Don't call. <laughs> it Just was, text. Had, had, hadn't done that until right now. So, nothing I do about it. Okay. Headlines very quickly, and I'll continue to just, just rasp and, and cough and <laughs> spit up my, my lung until it's, it's over. Um, the oil is moving down the coast in California, which is what oil does. When it's in the water, it tends to you know sink in some places and float in others, but it's going to go with the flow. It doesn't have any mind of its own. So, Mexico, here comes you some. Free oil. How, how, how much did we actually lose? And now they're saying that it was a ship's anchor? Apparently, yeah, it dragged and hit the pipeline. Why are they dragging their anchor? I don't know. It's lazy. They shouldn't be under power if they're, you know, if they're moored to the ocean floor. Uh, maybe you know they let the intern steer the ship. Um, it's a mess. Like I said yesterday on, on the show, there are no images that come from an oil spill that are not grotesque and disturbing. It's just the way it's going to be. Um, and Those it's poor it's, birds it's, and fish. I mean, and all of them. You know, I mean, and the people too. I mean, there will, there will be people who will be greatly affected by this. And it's just, it's one of those things. When you deal with this fluid every day like we do, it, it doesn't belong anywhere except in your car or, you know, vehicle of, of choice. Um, Facebook, I, we're going to talk more about this in a little bit. You guys are going to explain to me a little bit about what's happening. But, of course, the, 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 the shutdown that happened on Monday they say due to a routing problem. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm just a quick poll, a, a quick show of hands. Does anybody here have even the slightest suspicion that that might have been done purposely to throw people off of the whistleblower story? My just to get their attention? Um, yeah, Russell says a yes. A little. Conspiracy-minded? A little bit. I hadn't really thought about it. Shocking said no one that Russell think it's a, it's a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, that is true. It's, right. it's, it's worth thinking about. It's worth thinking about. Well, it was uh, the uh, reptilian Jews that did it. The, 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 <laughs> the lasers. The, the, yeah, yeah, with the lasers on their dorsal fins. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the Facebook folks, of course, are going to be testifying at Congress. Um, soccer, women's soccer, the uh, man in charge, Paul Riley, has resigned. Another commissioner uh, has resigned because of the allegations. Guess what? Anybody going to be surprised when I say sexual assault? Oh, I was going to say embezzling, but all A right. couple of young ladies came forward, and they say it was systemic, and it was everywhere, and now wait and see. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not trying to be dismissive at all here. I'm saying there will be more who come out now. And can I – there's got to be more self-policing in gymnastics, which is, 
let's face it. Now I'm going to do. We're dealing with stereotypes. I'm not going to beat around the bush. Mostly young women who are particularly fragile and vulnerable, and they're being coached by older men who are particularly handsy and horny and weird sometimes. That's a dangerous situation. People should keep their eye on it. Saki, you think these 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 young, I mean, professional athletes could take care of themselves, but that's not the the way sexual, you know, harassment works or sexual assault even, you know, by an authority figure. But if some self-policing would take place, let's just take our own CFC, Chattanooga Football Club. Let's go visit Mr. Paul Riley at his home with a bunch of axe handles and give him a good old-fashioned American ass whooping. It, it would bring this stuff to a screeching halt. If they knew what was coming, down the pike, if they choose A over B, leave the girls alone, A, mess with the girls. And let's just face it. The generation that came up with surprise ass whippings has done a lot better than the generation that came up in the timeout <laughs> zone. Timeout doesn't scare anybody. The old-fashioned surprise ass whooping does yeah, every single like, time. Thank oh, no, I'll much. go to my room and play video games. No, you're right, though. I, I think that the punishment for that kind of thing should be much more severe than just you know, oh, you get to go to jail. Yeah, and um, now um, I'll do this one quickly. Marjorie Taylor Greene, oh, MTG. <laughs> what happened this time? She, well, I mean, it's it's hard to tell. I mean, if she's she's always doing something that's going to frustrate you know many and and cause some to scream hallelujah. But it's, all, know, per- it's all performative. This is a performance. Oh well, she doesn't have an actual job. That's right. I mean, she doesn't she actually, she has no do. committee assignment. She has nothing to do except raise money. But surprisingly, not surprisingly, you know, for the for the Democrats and the, the others, the independents, there's seven challengers already. And this woman, again, has been, depending on how you view things, an absolute humiliation and embarrassment to Northwest Georgia and to the U.S. Congress and to humanity in general, or she's some sort of beacon of light and truth, which there I'm sure there are a few of you out there who do believe that, and you have that right. Uh, but seven challengers in the primary, including one Republican, including one Republican who has an outside chance of actually being able to pull some, some, some weight. The, the fact that she can earn so much money while having such a horrific reputation inside the beltway and you know throughout the course of you know everybody in national media i mean she's just nothing but a, i mean a, a laughing stock and a target but she continually raises money so the republicans they don't know what to do with her i mean she's a stake horse she, she she's she's a winner when it comes to fundraising but she has a lot of competition coming up three democrats and three libertarians Good. i saw that yeah well the georgia is producing libertarians these days yeah and candidates uh, georgia, yeah three of them one yeah. two three <laughs> that's it yeah exactly <laughs> the, that's the thing with northwest georgia though is that i mean if, if i had to put money on a candidate i would put it on green again because uh, northwest georgia i i would very very much be surprised if they would vote for a democrat that's not going to happen uh and i would be more surprised if they voted for a libertarian, I think that her Republican opponent has a better chance, but I think Green's going to take it. Now, here's exactly why Russell is so conspiratorial, Brian, and and we've agreed on this since we first started working. Back when Russell would almost refuse to talk on the air (laughs) because he thought being a newsman meant that you couldn't have an opinion on anything or even say, pass me the salt at the table. Well, also, I didn't know how much I was allowed to talk on your show. (laughs) As as much as you want to. I didn't know that. But we were were in full agreement on one thing, that any time you hear about an 
in uh, an organization that's been infiltrated. Um, you know, the FBI. How, how is it you said if there's three people in the room, you know, oh, yeah, conspiring, if, one of them's going to be an FBI agent every time. Yeah, there, there was an old joke. It was that if if there's a conspiracy regarding some sort of federal crime, and you're going to the meeting, and there's ten people, nine of them are federal agents. The other one is you. <laughs> it's you. Well, <laughs> here here it is. Now this is this is the, we're we're learning more about this. This is not working out the way the FBI wanted. No. But the informant they had in the middle of the crowd on January 6th that we heard about early on, actually on that day, it was already being talked about, he knew quite a bit about what was happening in real time, but his testimony, and of course he's remaining anonymous, and everything that he has written down, everything that he's given to his superiors so far, totally contradicts the idea that the Proud Boys had a plan to broach and breach and invade the Capitol. Yeah. He, 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 he continually has said, no, I didn't hear anything. We just were told to be ready. And it seemed to me, and he was telling his boss this, he was mic'd wired the whole time, and he's given real-time information about what's going on, and he's saying it just appears that they're just going with the flow. They're caught up in the tide. Um, the New York Times actually got the information as this does not directly address whether the informant was in a good position to know about plans developed for January 6th by the leadership of the Proud Boys. Uh, and, but he said he just saw no indication. It suggests that federal law enforcement had a far greater visibility into the assault on the Capitol on the day that it happened than they let on as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, this is going to complicate the government's efforts to prove these high-profile conspiracy charges. There's, there's just no doubt about it. And he was affiliated with the Midwest chapter of the Proud Boys. And I guess th- they have stood down. I guess they're still standing by, but they haven't really reappeared since. No, well, ever since their their leader kind of disappeared, uh, and I think their leader, his name, I can't remember, it's it's a, it's like Arredondo or something along those lines, uh, he's got ties to the FBI as well. So there's pretty good arguments that the Proud Boys, at least to some degree, are sort of a controlled opposition, uh, sort of a containment unit for far-right extremists so they can be monitored by the government, which is you know, extremely clever if that's what's going on. Um, the, uh, I want to remind everybody very quickly, too, don't let the, the, the moment go by. I want to remind you all that we are a business. We're a new business, and we have a Kickstarter campaign going. It actually fired up. It, be, it became real, like Pinocchio became a real boy. It's one of uh, the uh, it milestones. Wished, it, wished, it wished itself into reality, into consciousness, and into existence the same time that we actually launched the first of these podcasts. We got 45 days to raise some money, y'all. If you believe this idea has legs, then help us strengthen those legs with we a contribution. We had one person uh, contribute something yesterday, so thank you. Yay, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it was the, uh, buy Jeff a throat lozenge milestone. What? Well, I mean, <laughs> let, hey, hey, just let's let's all just take a real deep breath and realize the day that we launched this thing that we've been working so hard on, that we've been playing multi-level chess with so many people on so many different levels is the day that Facebook and Instagram <laughs> exactly. completely yes. crashed to the ground, WhatsApp, and all these people out there go, well, I can't find you, I can't find you. I said, well, we, 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 we did everything right. I could yeah. just hear the Curb Your Enthusiasm music playing. Yes, do it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
I can't do the rest. Russell does it so well, though. I uh, I'm just. I was just yeah. going yeah, to add to to the to the news headlines, and this made me very sad. Uh, there, UTC has reported that a, there has been a student death. They've not released the cause of death, but what they have said in a statement on their Twitter page is, "What I will share is that the well-being of every person in this community matters." If you, a friend, a colleague, is struggling, feeling overwhelmed, or having trouble coping, please know that your UTC family cares about you. And there is a phone number to call, 423-425-CARE. That's 2273. That number is available 24-7. If you are a student, just a friend of a student, anybody can call. Put a put a pin in that local thing for one second. Do not let me go around it. Uh, I just want to before we get away from the the federal stories. I do want to say, it, it, it Steve Bannon. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what bad guy from what cartoon he reminds me of. Um, it's not like you know Dick Cheney looking so much like Simon Bar Sinister from Underdog. I don't know who it is that he actually resembles so much. Uh, but good lord, he's telling the GOP that they need to get their shock troops ready mm-hmm. to take over during the next presidential election, mm-hmm. no matter what the results are, because if it's if it's pro-Republican, the Democrats and the libs and the lefties are all going to go crazy, and they're going to try to form a coup. And of course, if the GOP doesn't win, then it's automatically fixed and it's crooked. And he used the phrase shock troops. Nice. Just what a guy not not what i'm looking for in any kind of national leader and he is predicting a sweeping victory not for you know trumpism but for for maga for i mean mm-hmm. literally for the maga mentality and maga politics and that's the way he puts it back to the local issue i'm just going to say we still have nothing nothing as of right now when we're speaking on the shootings that took place several right. days ago i mean mm-hmm. 7 women shot in our town people out there know something about these crimes there are multiple people who have information and again dealing with stereotypes but let's not beat around the bush those people are probably not up and listening to this podcast this morning probably but some of you people who are listening to this podcast this morning the chattanooga drive-in show you know those people and you know you know those people and if you know something, you should say something. I don't know any intelligent, grown human being who will stand here and argue for the don't snitch lifestyle when it comes to the murder of children and women and innocents. So for God's sakes, there's no honor in protecting them. Come forward, please. Now, also yesterday I did mention the special session that they tried to get for masking, anti-vaxxing in, in Nashville, the state legislature, and they didn't, you know, everybody just was, nah, let, we've had enough of this, let's just kind of concentrate on business, go home. But then Ford came in, and when Ford came in, suddenly we got all of these new employees who have to get vaccinated, and that gave them the perfect tip of the spear to call for a special session, and that is exactly what has happened, of course, and uh, Randy McNally, Lieutenant Governor, has called for it. And if you have money over here, and if you want this money, you've got to basically back bad science. What do you think politics is, what politicians are going to do? 
Oh, they're going to take the money. They're going to take the money and back the bad science and run every single time. Thank you so much for listening to The Drive-In Show. And this is what they swore. We all knew how to play. We understood the deal. We do it every day. And this is how it feels. It backs a wall. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. And opinions. And a few other things, I guess, as well. Everybody's got one. Opinion today, editorial. I'm going to share somebody else's thoughts today. Sometimes, it, more often than not, it'll be mine or, or, or another member of the team here. I don't, I don't own this particular segment of the show. It's brought to you by Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58 out next to the Hungry House, the legendary Hungry House. All of your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. And now that we've heard from Dr. Fauci, another confusing mess but he says everybody get ready for christmas go home so you know hang out with the family for christmas again going directly against cdc guidelines so get your christmas masks i I haven't (laughs) talked i haven't talked to dax but i guarantee you he's got christmas masks either in or coming in there's no doubt in my mind he's got all sports teams he's got that one was a big red nose speaking of vaccine and like I said, I'm just going to uh, I'm going to do a little bit more reading today than I would normally do, um, just simply because I thought these folks did a better job of telling a story than than maybe I could or giving an editorial. This is Leonard Pitts. Leonard Pitts uh, writes for the Miami Herald, and the title of the column is "Goodbye and Good Riddance." And you will feel as you feel about what he has to say. And it is this: This is for those of you who have chosen to quit your jobs rather than submit to a vaccine mandate. No telling how many you are out there, but lately you're all over the news. Just last week, a nearly 30-year veteran of the San Jose Police Department surrendered his badge rather than comply with the city's requirement that all employees be inoculated against COVID-19. He joins an Army lieutenant, colonel, some airline employees, Major League Baseball executive, choral director of the San Francisco Symphony, workers at the tax collector's office in Orange County, Florida, and dozens of healthcare professionals I would say hundreds across the country. Well, on behalf of the rest of us, the ones who miss concerts, restaurants, and other people's faces, the ones who are sick and tired of living in pandemic times, here's a word of response to you quitters. Goodbye. Here's two more. Good riddance. Not to minimize any of this, a few weeks ago, a hospital in upstate New York announced it would have to pause delivering babies because of resignations among its maternity staff. How does that happen? I don't know. They hang pa- on there. Hang on, on there, young one. Hang on there, don't young one. Don't push yet. Hold everything there, Junior. I have no idea. So the threat of difficult ramifications is certainly real. But on the plus side, your quitting goes a long way toward purging us of the gullible, the conspiracy-addled, the logic-impaired, and the stubbornly ignorant and that's not nothing. We've been down this road before. Whenever faced with some mandate imposed in the interest of the common good, some of us act like they just woke up on the wrong side of the Berlin Wall. There's no freedom no more, whined one man in video that recently aired on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. The clip was from the 1980s, and the guy had just gotten a ticket for not wearing his seatbelt. So we have been here before. There's no doubt about it. And when you take a look at the greater American political landscape, it is awfully depressing. On the left, we have delusional dreamers who think that we can live in some sort of government 
I guess, sponsored, you know, a state of, of permanent ecstasy and, and near perfection. And on the right, we've got dangerous psychopaths who think that their way is the only way. And if you disagree with them, even just on a point of governance, what, what what's the best choice in a simple, you know, equation going on inside D.C. or a state capitol? And they think you're a communist, and they'll call you a communist, <laughs> yeah. or you know, or something else. And if you don't agree with Leonard Pitts, or you don't agree with me, or Russell, or Jen, or Brian Stone over here, and I didn't introduce them this morning, but these are my co-hosts here. Right. Then get in touch with the one that I just called Jen, <laughs> and get you some equal time. We're going to be sharing thoughts with you guys that come from you guys more and more as the show goes on. As a matter of fact, Brian and I were just talking about something I used to do back in the day when everybody had voicemail and their little cubicles, their office phones. Everybody had their own little cubicle, their own little phone with their own little number and had voicemail. And back a long time ago, I'd be sitting there listening to my voicemails and crazy people would call in, (laughs) say the craziest (laughs) stuff. And I'm just wondering, why wouldn't they call on the air? We were set up to take calls on the air, but I, I figured they were either cowards or they were afraid somebody was going to, you know, hear their, hear their voice. Talk. So I just started playing my voicemail on the air. I love it. I <laughs> and love it. it absolutely turned into one of the most popular segments <laughs> I ever did. And then suddenly I started getting more voicemails because people believe they, they understood, hey, I can become a semi-celebrity. <laughs> and all my friends and my boss would, would begin every conversation that, you know, every, every message left with the F word repeated about 18 times so i couldn't play it on the air because they wanted it to be private what i get all the time in my voicemail is people asking why i didn't talk about such and such and usually it's because no one cares about your kids literally game getting rained out (laughs) or it's because well we didn't have time because you'll care people got shot you you just watch no i won't i mentioned the fact that all these segments are sponsorable and uh, over half of them are currently occupied with Mm -hmm. with advertisers and we appreciate them so much but if you would like to join them uh we've got venmo set up and i know it's working now we have venmo set up we have kickstarter set up um we we even have um What's it called? Uh, Zell set up. Zell. You can actually send money directly to my phone number. What the hell is 423-635-3557. was a nice little rhyme. It's uh, a... Well. <laughs> well. What is it? It, it is a... Uh, it helps you sell. It's, it's like transferring money well. from one bank to another bank. It's It's Zell. It's Zell, man. That's I've never heard copywriter, of copywriter, Jen. That's the that's the new line. <laughs> it's Zell, man. I went through Zell to get here. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm glad you didn't work for like Facebook. What's Facebook? I don't know. I lost my train of thought. The I was Chattanooga say Drive-In Show, the Tri-State Region's Drive-In Theater of the Mind, uh, featuring yeah these guys, Jen Lambert and Russell Stroud. Sports Dave Hooker, Brian Stone, our contributor Jeff Greenspan, Taff Sibley, and me, the communicator, the voice of the morning commute in Chattanooga for about 30 years now. In one hour, you'll be informed, warned, entertained, and brain sprained. Duh, duh, schwa, duh, the duh moment of the day. Brought to you by RC2 Realty Solutions. Just add the dot com, and you've got all you need to deal with that distressed property you've been saddled with. Robin with a Y, like Styles with a Y, Robin Ring will help you sell, renovate, or maybe you want to buy, invest. Talk to Robin at rc2realtysolutions.com. And there it is. All right. Today's duh. I've got one big one and a little one. And the big one, you guys are going to kind of help me out. We're going to do the same thing when we get a little bit further down the road, too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
China declares crypto transactions illegal. That's actually an older headline, but actually it's, it, it, is, it is in effect, full effect right now. And so people are writing all over the world about this hammer coming down in China on cryptocurrency. Yeah. And it mentions, of course, Bitcoin, the one we're all familiar with. The other one that apparently was the issue over there is Ethereum. Yeah. Ethereum. And they say that it is being used in money laundering and it is virtually used in every instance of organized crime these days. Here's a quote, virtual currency, derivative transactions are all illegal financial activities and are strictly prohibited, according to the People's Bank of China. Whoops. And the, this action, I mean, China's got a lot of people. Whatever you're selling, whatever your product or your service is, if you want to get into the Chinese market and they say no, they have just affected your bottom line very, very, very substantially. Well, it's significant, too, because you know what else is used in money laundering? Uh, cash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah. <laughs> come on, guys. Yeah, I understand that that's exactly what it is. I mean, that's why people have shell organizations, so they yeah. can, you know, put $480,000 through a, you know, a laundromat yeah. somewhere, which, you know, you think would raise a red flag. But the price of Bitcoin <laughs> fell almost 10% in the hours after they made this this announcement. And now regulators in other countries have been warning, they, they you, you know, get ready, we're going to do the same thing. The SEC here has won dozens of cases against crypto fraudsters, but everybody seems to believe that Congress is going to have to figure out what kind of authority it has to deal with this. Now, the pros... As far as I can tell from cryptocurrency, I don't I don't own any. I, I know we talked about you purchasing Bitcoin at mm -hmm. some point. Um, there's no government involvement. I no. mean, that's this is the people's money. But then again, I mean, I could go back to to to, to wampum, literally. I mean, <laughs> yeah. beads, yeah, and and loaves and fish. And I'll, I'll I'll trade you this, you know, the fringed leather jacket for that. You know, I was going to say tomahawk, but I probably shouldn't say that. No, but 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 I mean that that's. The the con is I don't want it. I don't want your I don't want your cryptocurrency. Don't don't pay me in cryptocurrency. And how are businesses and individuals gonna? How are they going to do that? How are they going to actually say, no, we don't do cryptocurrency? Well, cryptocurrency is not legal tender, so they're under no obligation to to accept it. Um, accepting cryptocurrency right now is sort of a fringe thing. Um, but it, it has the benefit of being potentially more valuable than cash, more stable than cash. Uh, by cash, I mean the U.S. dollar. And it's universal, right? So if you want to make an international purchase, you send Bitcoin instead of you know, PayPaling money. You don't have to worry about conversions and all that kind of thing. The conversion happens when you convert it from Bitcoin into your money. You also don't have to worry about uh, taxing uh, in many cases. Uh, accounts aren't taxed. And I think that's what government gets most upset about is that they don't have control over Bitcoin. They you don't, don't think so. You don't think. Huh? <laughs> yeah. They don't have control over <laughs> cryptocurrency. Not they can't yet. monitor purchases. Yeah. Not yet. That's what it's. Uh, well, I mean, we, we've, we're already ignoring the rules we have in place. It says on every single one of my bills, and I don't have that many, and they're very low <laughs> denominations, <laughs> yeah. but it says that this is to be used for all transactions, all debts, private or public. Private, yeah. yeah. And people will tell you right now, I don't take cash, and they will not take it. If you've already used their service, then you're you're screwed, blued yeah. and tattooed. I mean, they you've got to come up with something else. And for those technophobes among us out here, like me, this is just one more layer of stuff. That, you know, it, it, automatic deposit bothers me. Automatic withdrawal is something I never am going to buy into. I'm not going to be making online purchases. 
I just, I'm uncomfortable with this idea of cryptocurrency. Somebody owes me $100 and they give me an IOU that says I owe you one thousandth of a Bitcoin. How do I cash that in? I don't understand. Yeah, it's, you have no idea what you're missing out on, though. It's definitely not, not being able the, to use Amazon or. It's definitely not for the buy stuff online. Rebecca uses it enough for all of us. <laughs> I guarantee you. I mean, yeah. the the line of entry, the barrier of entry to Bitcoin is getting lower and lower as time goes by. <laughs> but I mean, if you don't even have like PayPal, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. Did, did you? I'm, I'm sorry. A quick aside. Did y'all see the video? the other day of the, um, the, the, the the Amazon guy, he was walking up to a house and he had a bunch of envelopes in his hand and a wasp came flying at him and he started swatting at it and one of the envelopes flew out of his hand and flew up on the roof. Oh no. <laughs> and he, he it, the, the video was hilarious because he just, he looked up and he went, damn, and he threw them all down on the ground and he stomped around and he was looking and he finally, he got out his phone and I guess he, he, he knew the person that lived there and tested him and says, I, I know this sounds weird, but I left a letter up on your roof. Do you have a ladder? <laughs> <laughs> so at, least, at, least, at least he was honest about it. The it's little, like the pizza in Breaking Bad. The little local, the little local duh is just this simple. Oktoberfest, it doesn't matter where it was. There's so many Oktoberfest celebrations going on. But this morning I get up and I'm, I'm, I'm checking out all the news sources to make sure I know what's going on. And there's a story about one of the local Oktoberfest has canceled because of, of COVID-19 concerns. So they've rescheduled it for May 22nd of next spring. When the colors okay. are peaking huh? and the pumpkins <laughs> are, and then and the gourds are really, really spiking. May 22nd, come on down to Oktoberfest. I can't wait to get my, my dunkel and my whatever Bach on freaking May. <laughs> Any excuse to drink beer out of a stein. All right. You are listening to, of course, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, the replacement for radio, the cancellation of morning TV shows in the Lodge Cast Iron Studio. And speaking of Oktoberfest, Lodge is one of the sponsors of Oktoberfest at the Chattanooga Market, still going on, of course, on Sundays through October down here. Make sure you visit all of our sponsors and spend a little money with them, too, if you would, please. It'll be cool to be a cast iron stein. A cast iron stein? Yeah. It would cut down on your drinking. Yeah, exactly. It's a workout. No doubt about that. What are you doing? What are you doing? What you doing? An anonymous donor has chosen to invest in the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, but has given his actual advertising time over to a few local organizations. And uh, I will tell you more about those organizations. You know some of them down the road, but he picked three. Habitat for Humanity, Chattanooga Girls Rock, and A Step Ahead. Now, if you were wondering, this is the definition of Chattacentric. Nice. Somebody who truly believes in the town and the organizations and the charities that are indigenous here. I know Habitat for Humanity is across the country. What are you doing as our community calendar? And if you guys want to go, you can go first. I got a few here. Not many. Yeah, I do. On Thursday, October 7th from 7 to 9, there's going to be a Fireside Outdoor Concert Series at Greenway Farms. It literally will be music around a fireplace. On Thursday, some, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. on yeah. Thursday. Mm. That's correct. And the band playing is Lawn Womp and the Blues. I can't pronounce that. I can't read. Blue Tastic Fangrass. Yes, Blue Tastics. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, it's Lou Womp. 
Lou? Lou Wong. Okay. That's, that's, that's our former congressman's brother, no. Lou. They could not be more different. You know you know, I got zero sleep last night. So I know. I, I understand apologize. that. I understand. That's okay. Uh, Still, this, this sounds like a fun thing to do. Lou Wampum, Blue-tastic Fangrass. Lou's an in, incredible uh, dobro player. As a matter of fact, Ooh. one of your favorite bands, I, Larkin yeah. Poe, yes. he's the one that discovered them when they were still the Lovell sisters really? and taught yeah. the young girl that, Gosh, that the, the really pretty blonde girl that plays the dobro yeah. so well that makes them their special sound right it's all because of lou That's it's all because cool. of lou hmm. See? interesting you know they took uh guitar lessons in ringgold i mean they, they, they played here forever as a trio and then the oldest one who was the vocalist and kind of the front person got married and had a baby and then so the other two became Larkin Poe and, and that's really when they, they took off and it just I, I'm not really sure why because the other lady was very very talented um, but see I've got here a, a more you know Oktoberfest type stuff Rocktoberfest and this has been going on for years up at Rock City Gardens but one of the things they do up there that's special is my friend John Stokes who is a ornithologist who specializes in raptors does the Birds of Prey shows oh. up there. He does it at Rock City, and he does it at Dollywood. Mm -hmm. And John is a heck of a guy. Um, you may have seen a little human interest story about him a couple of years ago. Somebody brought him an injured bald eagle that could no longer fly. John is a hang glider pilot, and he actually set up a little harness that he could take the eagle up flying with him. Aww. And he was, he was literally tucked into the harness right next to him, hanging right next to him, so he could put his beak in the wind. That's and nice. get out there and, and soar. Hmm. I thought that was really, really, really cool. John's Very a heck sweet. of a guy. And the yeah. eagle said, ah! <laughs> <laughs> How is this working? My wings aren't flapping. Uh, the Mayfield Farm Park got a fall festival going on. Got th that's one of the more famous corn mazes up there. And I have said it before, I don't want to, to, to poke any fun. But if you actually get lost in a corn maze, you know, they have the little platforms they're required to build <laughs> so they can set a beacon fire if yeah. they need to. I mean, I, if you get lost in a corn maze, man. Gondor needs our aid. <laughs> exactly. I, have a, I just I have a bad feeling about your future. Um, High, Highland Ridge Road, you got Granddaddy's uh, farm up there. And the only reason I'm bringing this one up, they got your hay rides, they got your pumpkin patches, they got your all your other stuff, the Oktoberfest and fall festivals, but they got pig races. I personally have never been to a pig race. It sounds to me like it, it needs to happen more often. I can't imagine a pig moving that fast. Oh, man, pigs can haul. Can they really? Pigs can haul, The only man. pigs I've ever seen are like really big, fat ones. Oh, no, no. When we, we were little, back before PETA existed, the county fair would come to town and we still had the greased pig contest. <laughs> and now, of course, you would never be able to no. get away with that because I guarantee you we broke that pig up. You know, trying to grab it, and one person to have one leg, one person to have another. Mine, mine, mine. I got a pig mine. leg. And what'd you get? You got cotton candy and a ride on the Ferris wheel if you want. And the guy who pulls the tractor thing. And one other one, I would go all the way to Dollywood, the Harvest Festival and Great Pumpkin Luminites at Dollywood. And I really just wanted to mention that because of the uh, new plaque that they put up for Dolly in Sevierville. This is, you know, we have this, the music trail of Tennessee, mm -hmm. music pathways of Tennessee, and every, you know, little spot where one of our real famous musicians came from, they have a stop on the pathway, and if you want to get out and travel it, you could spend a couple of weeks doing it. And how in the world Sevierville has gotten this far along in life and not gotten their plaque for Dolly Parton, I do not know. I don't but know But it either. has just recently well, gone up. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if Dolly had something to do with Dolly not getting a plaque. 
She seems to be she's sort of... She's awfully humble. Yeah, she's very humble and seems to be sort of award-averse. Then again, it is Dollywood. So, I mean... I, <laughs> There's a point there. <laughs> and this one, I, I'm going to say, at some point here, I'll be talking and you'll get a chance to look. Let's find out for sure. I need to call Tom Benson and, and reserve tickets... I am going to be there for the first showing of, of Dune, Dune at I was, IMAX. I just looked it up yeah. three seconds ago. <laughs> did you really? Are <laughs> yes, you serious? That was right, going to be my, my what are you well, doing? Well, there you go, Ed. It's your what are you doing as of right now because I will not miss it, and it has been a tradition in my family to go see these big movies on the big screen, and there is no bigger screen than that. I love this story. Love the. I actually even liked the original movie, which was rare. Yeah. Because uh, it was Nobody a confusing mess. It was. But uh, still, it, Timothy it, Chalamet's in this one. Yeah. So. Well, everybody's Maybe in I'll this go. one. Maybe I'll go. Everybody's in this one. <laughs> I am. Everybody who's anybody. I think this. It's the third of their big movie series coming up. Well, coming you just soon. Yeah, Dune is coming soon at the Tennessee Aquarium IMAX, according to their website. Uh, on screen October 2021 to October 2021. I guess I don't have a date. There we go. Um, October 21st to the 31st of 2021. Uh, right. Tickets are on sale now. Tom Benson, <laughs> if you're hearing me, reserve some tickets. About a half dozen, please. Yes. I'm not saying I'm, I want them for free. I'm just saying just stick, stick them aside with an, in an envelope with my name well, on it. Well, the good there. news is if you can't make it to the Tennessee Aquarium, which, of course, you should, but hopefully they sell out, uh, if you're lazy, it is showing at literally every other IMAX-affiliated theater in the area. And as we wrap up this portion of what are you doing on the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, I want to remind everybody that you find this podcast on all platforms. I'll... Here, let me read through the Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Radiocast, Stitcher, Facebook, Spotify, Anchors, the one I go to, Breaker, Castbox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. We're still we're we're struggling with YouTube, and we know YouTube's a big one. We're trying to work with them. And again, this is where your donation might help. Go to the Kickstarter, go to the Patreon button. We have a Patreon button. We do. And that's probably as quick and easy a way. We also have a Venmo that was really designed for people who wanted to advertise, but you could you know, I give us some money. I think Venmo's the quickest, easy way, easiest well, way. Well, it would help us be able to cover costs like being able to cover music. If you have noticed, the bumper music or bed music we use here is kind of offbeat uh, a little bit, and I had originally planned in our first pilot show had two songs in it. And the, the second one, I planned to put at least one song. We were debating as to whether this was a good idea or not, but music is such a huge part of my life. But it costs money. You have to pay somebody, BMI ASCAP or somebody, to get rights to play music on a, a, a private podcast like this. Right. So you could make a, a gift and say, get the music, Jeff. I miss mm-hmm. hearing the tunes. Mm-hmm. For a or, love gift of just yeah, $2,500. Exactly, for just fourteen ninety nine. You know, send us a some, month, mo- send us some money so we can get voice activated on Alexa and Siri or we'll kill this puppy. You know, <laughs> just, That's <laughs> not nice. I mean, Alexa and Siri are some stubborn winches, I'm telling you. And that's the music for The Pimp's Corner. Perfect music for Pimp's Corner, is it not? Brought to you by People's Home Equity. Don't start your search for a new home until you're pre-approved. That move will save you time, money, stress, and worry. Also, you want a guide as you work to the jungles of today's market, and that's all covered with Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass. 591-9801, 591-9801, chatmortgage.com with two Ts. And Pimp Jen 
has some hoorays and yays and boos for you. Yes, thank you so much, People's Home Equity. Um, you two both have taken three of my boos and yays off of Good. my list oh, because sorry. we've already spoken about them. So I'm a little short today, but I will say, um, to me, this is a yay. To everybody else, this is going to be controversial, whatever. I don't care. Have your opinion. I'll have mine. Biden administration reverses the Trump rule banning federally funded family planning clinics. Women should have the right to make their choice for their own in their own bodies. Though I do think that, you know, past the first trimester is a little bit too far along. Um, you have said that before. You believe yeah, that there's a cutoff I, I time. I do believe there is a cutoff Six time. Six weeks in Texas is awfully early. That's well, peop, most women don't even know they're pregnant at six weeks. Yeah. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna go yay for that. I think women have the right to choose. Period. I have no no way. pun intended. I, I I do as well. I you know I think I think you can you can hold on to the dichotomy of of you may believe that abortion is wrong, but you don't have to get one. Um, that's, that's, it's, it's really, it's not, it's not going to affect you. That's between the woman, her doctor and their God, uh, right. each individually, as far as I'm concerned. I know it's a touchy subject, but I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Here's another yay. I watched a, just a, a, you know, a feel good story the other night about, the Women's Football Alliance, which is the largest and longest running, most competitive women's tackle football sport league um, for the last 40 years. And their message basically is, you know, they don't do this for money. They do it for fun. If your daughter wants to play football, let her do it. Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Let her do it. I have no so problem that's with that That's a yay from me. Uh, um one, 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 real quick. One of the yays you had yesterday was William Shatner yes. going up in the uh, Bezos Blue Origin or whatever yeah. it's called, and I just this will be real quick. Mm -hmm. Kirk, Kirker or Picard? Picard. Kirk or Kirk. Picard? Kirk. All right, Brian Stone. Oh, I don't know. I don't follow any of that. You stuff. just, you just I never wore a Star Trek guy. Oh no, no. Star Trek, Star Wars, all the stars. I'm that ain't my, my, thing. Ma my mother would say Picard. I is, know the difference. He's her but captain. As 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 much as I love Picard, and I do, Kirk's my man. Kirk well, is my man. Kirk, Kirk's enough. my man. And, and the fact is that Picard would say Kirk is the man. Well, here's the thing, Jeff. You grew up with Kirk. <laughs> right? I know that's exactly right. And I grew up with Picard because it was already in reruns by the time I was watching. But it. Brian Stone remembers this. I used to say, you know, that Elvis, a truly tasteless hick, you know, who had a good voice and couldn't play an instrument, was not the king of rock. He didn't write his he own songs. He didn't write any good songs. He didn't either. write any of his own songs. He, he didn't. He didn't play any instruments. I said Bruce Springsteen is the king of rock, and don't get it confused. He does it all, and he does it well. And then one day I'm watching an interview with Bruce Springsteen. He goes, "Elvis is my religion." So I go, "Damn it! All right, then I got to give it up. Elvis is the king." And uh, well, for me personally, Picard is my man. I'm going to finish up on a giant yay. This is a huge yay for me. Dave Grohl has written a book called The Storyteller, Tales of Life and Music. It's an autobiography, biography, and it is available October 5th uh, at so, Amazon. Okay, so it's available now. It's available right now. Yeah, and it's, it's more of a memoir, really. It's about being a dad, and he does get into the Nirvana stuff at the end. He said that was the hardest part for I him to write. I saw an interview with him today, as a matter of fact, Yeah, about the book. And, and yeah. he, he was talking about his, his dad 
saying, you know, this isn't going to last exactly. when Nirvana hit. And he goes, of course I do. None of, we all realize it's not going to last. Right. And here he is now, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer with the Foo Fighters and maybe the most in-demand rock band in the world. I think so. Anyway. Russell, the love muscle. Russell Stroud, the love muscle. Going to flex his muscle now. And this flex portion of the show made possible by the kindness, concern, and community commitment of the local and regional professionals at Guardian Investment Advisors. Gary Thurman handles all the money my wife and I have invested, and I trust him completely. 710-9199, 710-9199. Deep thank you to him. So, you may have seen the headlines. You may not have. This sort of got buried under all the Facebook stuff, funnily enough. Uh, Taiwan has put out quite a ruckus, actually, about the recent military activity off of their shores. Uh, the Chinese, of course, Taiwan would say they're the real China, but the Chinese communists, the People's Republic of China, has been flying uh, jets in what they, what Taiwan calls their airspace, right? Mm-hmm. And this has caused uh, quite a fervor. They do this all the time, but this time it's more than usual. They say that there's a record 56 Chinese communist aircraft flying into Taiwan's what they call air defense zone. Whew. Taiwan uh, reported 148 Chinese Air Force planes in the southern and southwestern part of its air defense zone over a four-day period. 58 was the the record in one day. And basically Taiwan is saying, hey, this is a problem, and we need uh, we need the support of the West. Uh, Taiwan, he says, uh, must be on alert. China is more and more over the top, says Premier uh, Su Seng Chang. He says the world has also seen China's repeated violations of the regional's peace and pressure on Taiwan. He says Taiwan needs to strengthen itself and come together as one. And that's uh, that's what I got. The reason we do these uh, Russell flexes as muscle things is because every news media outlet in the country needs to take about 30% of what they're doing with overdosing us on weather forecasts and overdosing <laughs> us on stories about masking versus anti-masking and fluff and need to be focusing on some of these big issues that may involve us in World War III. Well, we ought to have at least a passing, glancing knowledge of what's happening in other parts of the world. And the, the Ty- Taiwanese foreign minister actually did use the word war, saying this could lead to catastrophic consequences and even war in Asia. All right. Well, thank you so much, Russell. Of course. Mountains looking at each other. Mountains looking at each other. This is the story part of the show. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just really, really just rush through this one. This this is not my story. This comes from Vicki Rosema, who's president of the Tennessee chapter of the Trail of Tears Association. And it's just an interesting little bit of history, speaking of things that we need to know more about, about Kelly's Ferry. Everybody knows about Brown's Ferry around here. Mm -hmm. And there was a few more where people used to cross the Tennessee. I mean, I guess the Tennessee literally got so low at points where people could just about wait across it in certain areas, like down at, you know, the the pot and the pan and and the skillet and down in the river gorge. We kind of take it for granted crossing the river being a big deal. Yeah, it was a huge deal. And Brown's Ferry was the big one, but Kelly's Ferry was also run Mm -hmm. by Mr. Brown, uh, John Brown, and he was a mixed-blood Cherokee. And it was located, well, you know where Brown's Ferry is. I mean, if you don't, (laughs) around here, I'm not going to go back into it. It was about 1863 or so when Kelly's Ferry came into play. And after that as well, as the Civil War began to become, you know, uh, increasingly violent and, and basically just lodged itself right here in our neck of the woods, 
And uh, it's, it's an interesting story. All the way back in 1822, he was living on Moccasin Bend, and he and a fellow Cherokee, Nathan Hicks. It's weird to just hear those regular European names, you know, when you <laughs> think about of, John Ross. Yeah, I said John Ross, you know, and all that stuff. They, they cut a deal, and, and, and Brown had one side of the river, and his buddy Hicks had the other side of the river. Brown owned his outright. Hicks basically owned his through the Cherokee Nation mm, okay. and a group of leaders with the Cherokee you know, Nation. And, well, Brown, he kept his side of the street clean, and apparently his buddy did not. As a matter of fact, his buddy married a very, uh, I guess, prominent young Indian lass, Native American woman, who convinced him that he could make more money by working the other side, not just of the river, but of the law. Ooh. So while Brown was making all kinds of improvements on his side, his ferryman, all right, this is what makes the story interesting, and I'll just get to this and we'll move on. His ferryman, who was a straight-up white dude named Benjamin Allison, He's the one. The f don't trust the ferryman. <laughs> don't trust the ferryman. He's the one that screwed it all up. He tossed over with Hicks and his wife and essentially started running the ferry just for the people that would profit them. And mm. they turned to the Cherokee National Committee and asked the commissioners to step in. They didn't do it. And then it all just went to hell in a handbasket when the Civil War hit. And 1863, Kelly's Ferry played a very important role. Uh, it was this time of year. It's one of the reasons I brought it up. October 27th, oh. federal forces took Brown's Ferry and began an advance toward Lookout Mountain to meet Union forces approaching from the south. And on October 29th, the deadly battle. If you've heard me say before, Wahatchee Pike, Old Wahatchee Pike is a spooky place. Mm -hmm. There's a reason. A, it's on top of a cave. B, it's a closed road and overgrown. C, a bunch of people got slain. A whole bunch of blood was shed up there on October 29th. It was really a slobber knocker of a battle. And the Confederates attempted to remove Union forces from the route. And the U.S. seizure of both ferries opened up the Cracker Line. And the history was written from there. Um, just learn more about your local history whenever given the chance. I think you will be much, much happier. The word for of it. the day is slobberknocker. Slobberknocker. I've, I've always thought there's, you know, Chattanooga is mired in so much Civil War history, as you know, we all know. I think it's interesting the city seal is the cannon over, uh, over Chattanooga because it seems kind of. I don't know, ominous? You wouldn't believe it. Violent? Back again yeah. when, when Art Bell ruled the airwaves oh, of story, overnight yeah. radio. <laughs> and and he was just, he was so good at what he did. He was always talking about spooks and Bigfoot and the holes that went down to hell in somebody's backyard <laughs> and all his stuff. And, and 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 we had a couple of listeners here in Chattanooga used to call him and mess with him. Hey Art, have you ever heard of the hollow moon theory? Why, of course. He was making it up. <laughs> and and this one and this one guy, his name's Charlie Campbell. Brian would remember Charlie Campbell. And um, and he called him up one day and said, Art, are you aware of the fact that the city of Chattanooga has cannons on the mountains aimed down at the city? And he goes, <laughs> Dear God in heaven. <laughs> 
That was when he was warning us we were all going to be rounded up and put in prisoner of war concentration. Yeah, I'm camp. a huge Art Bell fan. He's part of the reason I got into radio. Shout out to uh, all the other podcasts in town, including Stone On Air, Brian Stone's People of Chattanooga during the break, Day Fire, the Watt podcast, and uh, Gary Thurman. I've already mentioned his name in Tide's podcast. They do it on three different stations, and most importantly, they sponsor and help us. We love them. <laughs> Regional Roundup and Shotgun Shoutout. Hey, don't forget that alarm clock app. There's an app that we have posted and we'll repost it and repost it that actually lets you set your phone alarm to wake you up with this podcast. I don't know if it has a name. It's not really all that important. Uh, Regional Roundup, where we just kind of take a look around it. The other sources of media in our neck of the woods and uh, what's going on there. And just shout outs to friends of ours. And I'll just be real quick on this one. Um, I have not done this in a while. The USA Today uh, has a section where they look at all 50 states and forever it was just all about COVID. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit more news in there these days. Alabama, I'll take a look at the tri-state area. Selma, a new project aims to identify hundreds of people involved in the 1965 Bloody Sunday protest. Auburn University professors, hang on to that word too, Brian Auburn. Um, Richard Burt and Keith uh, Hebert are working with a group of honor students have set up a Facebook page, if you can get to it, where people can pour over <laughs> photographs. Uh, down in Georgia, Atlanta, four parents are suing the suburban Cobb County School District on behalf of their kids, saying its failure to require masks means their students cannot safely attend in-person classes because of their disabilities. That's going to be a tough one to overcome. And here you, here you go. First uh, case of the new session. U.S. Supreme Court justices expressing extreme skepticism about allegations that the city is essentially stealing groundwater from underneath Mississippi. We told you that was coming. Side drilling like Saddam with Kuwait. Um, if I, if you guys don't have another one, I just want to put this out. Yeah, you go ahead. Okay, so this is from the Chattanoogan.com, and the region uh, is the city of Chattanooga. It's not particularly regional, but it's poignant. Uh, and I think should be reported, and I think it's been underreported, thanks to Chattanooga.com for actually drawing attention to it. Um, Commission uh, District 5 candidate, Greg Beck, uh, he says that officials should move forward now with a memorial for victims of homicide uh, and violence in Chattanooga and Hamilton County. Uh, just a quick quote from him, he said, we're recommending that a certain amount of acreage be set aside for a park that would consist of a wall of names and dates of those victims. Um, from our, our buddy Dax Turner, I've name dropped once this morning, Lone Oak Volunteer Fire Department is planning for their annual Christmas food and toy boxes uh, for the Lone Oak Sequatchie County District 8 community. So if you're in need this year, call them at 582-0891. Leave a message and name and contact phone number and somebody will reach out to you. And the deadline for signing up is November 27th. Uh, this year and uh, pickup will be on December 18th and it's always nice to see people helping out around Christmas time and let me just just share this with you this from my I live in Sequatchie County overlooking Dunlap I my my mailing address is Dunlap I love the little town it's it (laughs) reminds me of my hometown but you know let me tell you something political correctness it is not known for here's the front page of the Dunlap Tribune not one but two teams with what would be considered by many to be inappropriate names and imagery battling it out for a trophy that would definitely be seen as insulting. We have, of course, the Sequatchie Indians defeating the Bledsoe County Warriors 
And I think the Warriors finally won last year, and I think it was the first time since 2012. Hmm. But these two tribes went at each other for the Chief Roaring Eagle Challenge Trophy. <laughs> Chief Roaring Eagle Challenge Trophy. Roaring Eagle. Eagles don't roar. Uh, and they affectionately call the trophy the stump. So wow. there you go. That's 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 how much honor they're given there. And this one also from the Dunlap Tribune. When you see the headline, "Couple makes wrong choice," you know you're living in a small oh, town. It. Couple makes wrong choice. That's that the entire picture. headline. Yo, and you look at that couple, and I think they've made a bunch of wrong choices. Yeah. And no, no other explanation. Well, you know they're no only uh, they're only 23. <laughs> Uh, on the Native American side of things, uh, Lakeview, Fort Oglethorpe, which I live right next to, uh, their team is called the Warriors, and in fact, their uh, logo is a brave head. And I want to go ahead and just slide in one more thing here. Uh, there is a new podcast. I just mentioned all the podcasts just a second ago, all about being better versions of ourselves, sharing stories and lessons from our successes and failures. Join Bruce Dodd as he walks us through learning to be intentional with our money, time, thoughts, and relationships, the intentional living project.com. And remember, a man who can laugh at himself never runs out of things to laugh at. I just decided to throw that in there. It's true. Oh. oh. It's that time. Deep dive. Oh, I don't have that, headphones on. I'm sorry. Th th there are there are a few. Um, Let's not go too deep today. I'm not. I'm not. No, we, <laughs> I know we're running out of time, and, and it's going to be very simple. It's back to the Facebook debacle. Explain to me. Hmm. Explain to me exactly what really happened and why uh, this whole thing's going on with Instagram. Who is the the whistleblower, and uh, what is it that she's saying? Oh well, the whistleblower is a whole whole other can of worms. I didn't know we were going to get into that. It's connected. Though, well, I'm a just saying, bit. yeah, explain it to me because you know I don't understand. Okay, so the mass outage, according to Facebook's VP of Infrastructure, talking to CNBC, uh, was caused by a routing issue, and it caused sort of a domino effect that caused the servers that Facebook has to not talk to each other, and so everything went kaput. They said, nope, we're not talking. Bye. And that's pretty much it. It's just a really horrible network problem that you would see all the time at like small websites and you wouldn't really notice. But when it happens to Facebook, it's and, and well, and especially Instagram as they are the same, you know, they're the same company. Yeah. And yeah. It was when they paid a billion for uh, Instagram. What was it? Six, eight, nine, billion, yeah. six, whatever years ago. And it was yeah. like, what the hell are they doing? Oh, well, now we know what they're doing. But building one of the largest social media networks combined in the world. And if they all go down, boy, people really lose their mind. I didn't bother me for a second. Well, it bothered me, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, my girlfriend lives in another uh, uh, another state, and so we use it to communicate pretty regularly. So, kind of a big deal for me. Uh, WhatsApp. A lot of people use WhatsApp to talk internationally. That's mm -hmm. really big with. I don't want to say the third world, but people who come I talk from to my friends in Australia on WhatsApp. Yeah, people who yeah. come from outside the United yeah. States will use WhatsApp all the time. Not mm -hmm. so popular in the U.S. What's the whole deal with Instagram? I mean, and body shaming. Wow, the whistleblower oh, talking about. They thing. said it's, it's toxic it's for girls. Good. Yeah, it's very bad for little girls. Why it, it more than any other? Uh, because it's, it's all about appearance. Because it's all yeah. pictures. It's, it's all photo based. It's, it's photographs of girls who have you know completely adjusted the way they look. Mm -hmm. You know, to look perfect. So and those aren't those th those are not their real perfect. bodies. Well, they are, but that they're that they're inappropriately they're showing off. Highly <laughs> manipulated. Yeah, they're manipulated, and a lot of them have 
inordinate amounts of plastic surgery. Filters. Yes, filters and all you sorts know. of things. And little kids think that stuff is real. They think it's normal. That's the worst part. They think it that is. this is a, something to aspire to instead of just being yourself. Mm, okay. Well, kids, don't be idiots. <laughs> yeah, right. how about that? Good luck there. Uh, how, yeah. how, how, about, how about that? How about parents? We're not doing an yeah, outside do look, looking parents. in this week. It's I not just, about uh, the kids. say thank you for listening. We're broadcasting, of course, in the Lodge Cast Iron Studio. Uh, we got Kickstarter, Patreon, all that stuff I've been telling you guys about. And, you know, your donations, when you make them, it begins a snowball effect, and we will be able to make the show better. We'll be able to actually start, take phone calls. We'll be able to do more interviews and just plain just do a better job of informing and entertaining you uh, when we're not worried about putting food in our bellies every day. I haven't eaten. Alright, this is easy. I, the, the one on my mind because I've, I've got to call my family and my mom is, is 84 years old. She's very frail. She is immune compromised I blundered across the room the first time I'd seen her in forever after the you know the lockdown uh, without a mask and my sister about shot me um, and now that we've got again CDC saying be careful this Christmas and then Dr. Fauci come out and say I'm gonna go hang out with my family if you're if vaccinated you're, if go you're hang vaccinated. out go hang out with your family and be but it, it's just confusing to Christmas or not to Christmas CDC versus Fauci I personally have decided that Scott Gottlieb has got to go. He's on every show, every talking head show, every day, three times a day, promoting his book, and he's the former director at, you know, whatever, the FDA or the FTC or the CDC or whatever. I'm tired of seeing him. But to Christmas or not to Christmas, that is the question. That's what's on top of my mind, and i got to make that decision today. Are we going to get together or are we not? Yeah. Well... I may need to be. Go- I may need to go up to Massachusetts. I'm uh, not sure if I should do this now or wait for the um, talking about an update on George Floyd. No, let's do, do it. Okay, so the statue you all yeah. remember about George Floyd that yeah, got we vandalized. About it. Yep. Um, so there's actually footage now. Of the person who purportedly did oh. it. It's a skateboarder. A uh, skateboarder, white With dude, spray looks paint? like graffitiing something. A skateboarder, <laughs> you shock. know, using graffiti. Shock. No, it wasn't spray paint. It was uh, actually like paint that was poured into a cup and then the cup was thrown onto the statue and the dude sort of like la- lackadaisically nonchalantly skateboards around it a couple times and then away and there's people watching people going what the hell <laughs> and then he leaves i look it wouldn't he surprise would be, me he would be immediately identified in a town of that size yeah i would think it, it wouldn't surprise me if it was someone who is not on the side of the the barrier fence that you would expect because it draws attention. Yeah. So you know, it could also be. Might not even. I mean, if you're talking about some young punk, he you might not even know who the statue was of, or even care because it's about attention. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or it which, could be which someone one? who's crazy. Which was which statue? The Lo- one located in, where? In New York. In New York. Yes. Okay. Now, so, but they got so much facial recognition stuff going they on do? up there. They've got this guy pegged. Oh, he was on CCTV. And it's yeah. in Union Square, correct? That's correct. Union Square is kind of small, so. Yeah. yeah, there were, uh, so I would say, maybe a, a small dozen. community in a big town that's got all the technology and small community believe knows it or, everybody. Believe it or not, New York, which feels like a big city, it's not. When you live there, you run into the same people all the time. No, I've heard that. It's, it's sort of a collection small. of small towns. Yeah. I've heard it's that. That seems impossible No, to it's, me. no. Mm-mm. No, I get it. I've, I mean, I'm sure you've been too, Jeff, but when I went, it, it made sense that that would be the case. 
Um, um, um. The part of the show where we say um and try to think about things that we may have missed that we should have included. I will go ahead and say all responses are welcome here. If you have a different opinion about any of these things going on, if you think that, that no skateboarder has ever committed an act of vandalism and you feel strongly about it, get in touch with Jen. Equal time. <laughs> Membership has its privileges, too. If you actually do give us a little money, go to the Patreon get button and everything like that. Get in touch with me, but don't touch me. Your, your, <laughs> your comment goes straight to the top, and it will be spoken live on these mics. We're working on it. Spread the word, this show and everything. Uh, congratulations. The only um I've got, and I should have already said this. I should have said it on the very first show. Uh, to Skylar Baker. Skylar Baker. I've known him since he was a newborn. Mm. That's Chip Baker's, one of his kids. And he's a really good kid. He, he worked at uh, Friends of the Festival uh, during his teen years and was a hard worker. He's a nice young man. And he went for a hike somewhere in our neck of the woods a year or two ago and decided that he really enjoyed backpacking and he was going to do more of it. And he hit it hard and took off and within like I'm, I'm i think it's been about a year and a half not quite two years he did the entire pacific crest trail wow he finished it in 94 days 2650 miles 2650 miles in 94 days Congratulations. if wow. you want to look it up and the times free press mark kennedy did a real good interview with him and uh, congratulations to skyler well you know who else likes backpacking suspected killer Brian Laundrie. That's right. Who still has not been found, but there was another sighting of him purportedly uh -huh. uh, on the Appalachian Trail by another person. That's my own. I still don't believe he's alive, he's but that's fine. He's become Bigfoot, yeah. for sure. Well, yeah, he's that, totally Bigfoot. You, yeah. you can't hide on the AT forever. I mean, it's not like one of the, the trails around here. If you're on the AT, yeah, you're out in the middle of the wilderness and the woods, but it's a well-traveled trail, and there are stopping points all along the way where you go into stores and B&Bs and you buy purchase stuff and there's there's sleepover places, well, you know, there's bivouac places. When you're in Florida, middle to northern Florida, where does Appalachian Trail start? It doesn't. It, it doesn't. Like in was, Georgia? It doesn't. No, he was actually spotted, apparently, um, in Tennessee on mm -hmm. the North Carolina border. It's like where's Waldo? I, know, I think people people are seeing they're either seeing him or a lot of people are looking Just like another him. Another white to other guy people. that looks like a twenty three year old dude with a beard probably at yeah, this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. red and white, uh, red and white stripes. Yeah, no, shirt no. And a cane. I mean, the, the the trails in Florida you could easily get lost on. We're talking about you know Everglades. We're talking about Oki Finoki type stuff, and it does not get tromped on the way the AT does. There are very few segments of the AT where you could get on it in a day and not see somebody. I'm still with Brian on that, though. I, I'm certain that he is gator food. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm willing and to wager. He's got some major accomplishments, accomplices and an incredible underground network of, yeah, of, his family. of criminals. I think we know for a fact his family is certainly his helping. His family, him. definitely. And, and you know yeah. they're watching them like there's hawks. paper yeah, trails. There's money digital trails. Uh, money doesn't keep you alive you know, when you're in the middle of nowhere, though. I want to know why the parents went out and got his car, his Mustang and brought it back, leaving him out there. That makes no sense to me. It's all very strange. Do you know strange. what I'm talking about? Yeah. All right, I, this is just one final plug. For Printree, I want to say thank you so much to the owner, Michael Bennett, um, and his staff, Samantha, who um, went above and beyond for me a few days ago when I was in a panic and needed some business cards printed that same day, and they got them done for a very reasonable price. 
and um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want your printing done at Printtree, you can call them at 423-266-3400. And yay for the good dog reopening. Yeah. That was one of my favorites over the North Shore. And that's it. Chattanooga Drive-In Show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Spread the word. Tell everybody in your contacts on your phone, in your social media groups, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, uh, wherever you go to work out. Have fun. Play ball. It doesn't make any difference. Spread the word. Chattanooga Drive-In Show. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m., trying to bring you the news that you can use and entertain you Put a grin on your face, maybe a grimace from time to time when it's deserved. And we just love you. We love you. Love you. Love you. Like you. Like you. They really like us.